Hey, Street Fighters. Welcome. It's Friday night. It's Friday night. <laughs> it's Wednesday night. Feels like a Friday. The Street Fight's on. It's time to kick back, relax. This is where it's at. Every Wednesday night from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m., Brian and I are on twitch.tv slash streetfightradio doing the show live. You can watch, talk, hang with the gang, all that great stuff. Um, or listen as a podcast. I'm a podcast listener myself. Guilty. I love them. They're great. Um, and if you want more of what we do, head to patreon.com slash radio to get access to all kinds of bonus stuff. Brian was just telling me a story about an awful church that gets free labor from kids. Um, so you That's all of that. them, by the way. <laughs> that, is, that is actually just called church. No, yeah, I'm that's my notes here. It's a free labor factory, actually. The church is free labor factory. Um, actually, if you they did we manufacture stuff, you know what I mean? They would have like an endless pool of, of free labor. Yeah, I mean, just doing Bible stuff though. Yeah, clunky old Bible instruments, all they're gonna make. They're gonna make you an ark, is the best that they can come up with. Um, unfortunately. Uh, my name is Brett. My co-host is Brian. This is Street Fighter Radio, number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. Uh, remember, Britney Spears says ACAP. And uh, you ready to get this party started, Brian? Yeah, Britney Spears said something? She posted something on... Uh, she was telling some story on like Instagram and said, like, oh, by the way, like cops think they're so big and bad and like, all this shit, talk shit about cops. And then it was like, that's for another time. Yeah. She's a hillbilly. <laughs> she is they a hillbilly. Hate they yeah. hate cops. I mean, Real hillbillies he, hate the cops. Yeah. That's the only way to be a, uh, that's the only way to be down there because real rednecks yeah. hate the cops. Yeah, they do. They hate their guts. Real, the, the ones that own pool stores, they like the cops. That's true. Right. But the ones who were doing the real rednecky stuff say, fuck the police. Because they do bad things like break up your fights and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, pull you over for driving an ATV on the country road. Yeah. It's crazy, man. I'm, I, I, we're, we are in the midst of like very hot weather right now. Like we're yeah. talking about, I don't know, what's the feels like right now? Let's check in and see what the feels like is first. And then I, we'll discuss what's going on. Of course, I would I would describe it as um, the big orange sun with the sunglasses on, and he's just got a huge smile, and he's <laughs> just like blowing real wavy lines all over the country, and like we're in the sun's environment now. So, it real feel is a hundred and two on the app that I don't trust at all. But you know, you can't you can't trust any of them. You know. I'm a belligerent anti-weatherman guy, you know? It's, um, it's 102. You can still get laid in the shade, though. It feels nice in the shade. It doesn't. I'll ha I have shade feel, too. They tell you that on here. Real feel shade, 99. So it's yeah. 99 under the shade. Don't think no, I don't I'm, have all the weathers. Okay, I'm I can boiled, look at any weather. I'm hard-boiled. I have a different temperature. So 99 is fine. I walked. I did 17,000 steps today. I'm doing okay. I made it through. I, it's really weird to, when you're like having to consciously hydrate. Like, I hate that because like I know if I'm out there and I'm not drinking, it's a bad thing. 
So yeah. I'm like consciously trying to chug water while I'm out there to make sure I'm okay. So yeah, I constantly have cotton mouth and I feel like I'm making everybody else drink just because uh, along with the heat, I'm like double dried out. But yeah, I, I wanted to say something else about the heat. It made me think about, I remember like two years ago, maybe even just during COVID, um, you pitched the idea of wearing this like Jedi looking ass, like pile of robes, like futuristic, like Star Wars outfit. Remember? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, now's the time. Yeah, I agree. Now's the time to do it for real. If we could switch, man, if we could switch into something that's a little more sheer and not I like attached to my body. I mean, I wear those, those Lululemon shorts and that is the only part of my body that I don't feel like is, um, is like under a tarp when I'm outside. <laughs> it's just the bottoms is like, okay. It's when I get up to the t-shirt, that's like, oh, oh, this feels heavy. Shirtless guys rip. So no, no, you can't <laughs> survive that way. I think I want to get, I think that capes are going to have to come in. Like I want to wear like a Jedi cape. I think we're almost to star Wars level dress now. Um, I'll play like Frisbee golf wearing a cape because I do not want that much exposure to the sun. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm at zero right now. I want zero exposure to that sun. It's too I'm much. I'm not loving it. I'm not loving it right now. So I gotta, I gotta tell you this thing. Cause so when I'm in, the mode of, of having like a holy boys type thing. Uh, I don't pay attention to the news as much because I have to listen to this stuff. I had an inordinate amount of stuff I needed to listen to this week for, for different guest spots and stuff like that, like just more than usual. So I wasn't like paying attention to my surroundings. I was sort of just walking and trying to get through all of this sort of bad content or whatever so that I'd be ready to go when it was time to do a thing. I'm walking down one of the main streets downtown and a fucking guy hauling ass. We're talking about a guy that's walking fast. He looks at me and he goes, it's hot as fuck out here. And now I can't even go buy a pop. And I could not figure out why he was saying that. It was Hank. <laughs> what? It was Hank. He was so hot about not being able to buy a pop. And, I, and then when I got I home, I found good, out though. we are brown outed. We're having brown outs right now. And that's why he couldn't yeah, I, buy a pop. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, okay. But, I mean, I think he's right. you're at your wit's end. I mean, I would say that's a little too, little too early to be going that, like, mad, hopping mad about, it, you know? I think if just, like, not having a cold pop set you off like that, you got you to gotta get that stress level down you got a real really lower you know had a shirt on he works for the city which is kind of like Wait, that's, what? that's he had a, one of those division columbus division of something like okay. collared shirts on um and also like he probably here's what i think he probably does this every day right he gets up around two o'clock or whatever time it was when i when i was walking down front street and he goes down and he gets like a Mountain Dew or something at one of the uh, convenience stores. We call them convenience stores in New York. They call them bodegas at one of the convenience stores. Okay. Um, and I think he probably went down there. And number one, if you've ever been in the ones downtown in Columbus, I mean, their shit ain't that cold anyway. You know, no. I always went to CVS because I go into those places and it feels like it's 85 degrees inside the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, they're usually a little bit warmer. 
they're no, they're not as comfortable uh, as a CVS. Yeah. So, well, they closed the CVS, so it's gone. The downtown Ooh. CVS is gone. We there is nowhere to buy normal stuff downtown anymore. You could, you could, if you can eat. Like I was thinking about this today. Actually, I think I figured out a better job than laundromat owner. I think I finally stumbled onto a better thing than that, Brett. Let me pitch let me pitch this at you, okay? Owner of a restaurant in Never. downtown in a city that is right by a big bunch of office buildings and then you only have to be open during lunch hours and then you can just close. You don't cuz there's these restaurants downtown that Cafe. have been there. Yeah. <laughs> They've been there for for, yes. And they've been there forever, dude. These places have been there forever. There's a place downtown in Columbus called Cinco Burritos. I had never been inside that place. I've never, I've never tried the food. I've tried almost all the food in town, but they close at like two or three. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's even better than laundromat. Cause if something breaks at laundromat, you still got to fix it. You know, you do one shift a day. That is great. Just one fucking shift, go in there, get Crack it out and uh, get going. Hire a shitload of people so you don't necessarily really have to do anything yourself. I always think that I'm always that doesn't happen in restaurants. Oh, I'm always trying to figure out how you don't. The best way to get a job to me is one where you can hire a bunch of people and you don't have to do nothing yourself. So like I'm working at this cafe. I hire a person to take care of the food in the kitchen. I hire a person to take care of the front of the house and then I hire all the employees. Boom. I don't have to do anything. They're all doing it, you know, and I'm laid yeah. back. So I'm not going to be like a regular restaurant owner that comes in and like yells at people, you know, cause I don't fucking care. I truly, I would just want my restaurant to be open until three o'clock and then close and watch all the money roll in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't think it, a restaurant is never a good idea. It's for me something like it's the same thing when you were talking. We were talking about the toy store downtown. Is it like that's the they're in the short north, which is some of the most expensive like commercial real estate for like shops, and they're trying to sell a figure for, that they got for ten dollars for like forty dollars. You know, yeah. that's their whole day. <laughs> but like for food, you're trying to take like a ten cents egg and sell it for seventy five cents, and like but to, and to make. $1,000, you got to sell like hundreds of eggs in a day. It's yeah, just but the, I just, so many people have to fucking come into the place. It, it's, I can't, it makes no sense to me. I cannot run just, a restaurant. It, it, no, I don't want a restaurant. I want, let me be clear to everybody. I don't want a restaurant. I want a restaurant downtown in a city buy a bunch of office buildings. <laughs> so technically I do want a restaurant. I would prefer it to be in the lobby of said office building facing the street, right? There's a Potbelly's downtown, only open till two. I think it's, that one's only open till 2 p.m. And what, is somebody getting Potbelly's breakfast? No, this thing's gotta be open from 10 to two. And it seems like it's making its nut every month because it's not like closed, it's been there. I've been paying attention to it. And I'm just like, it just seems like if you, if you can boil it all down to like four hours a week, or a day, four hours. I'll do four hours a day. Four hours a week would be nice, which I, which is what I think my restaurant would end. My restaurant group would end up being if I got wildly successful. 
I could be like, hey, uh, I'm not working today. I'm, uh, uh, I'm going to be out on my jet ski just cruising around. Have fun mm-hmm. at the restaurant, boys and girls and uh, all other non-binary people. So, yeah, that was my big thing. Jimmy John's. There you go. Sam Kane in the chat says, so it's Jimmy John's. Yeah. Or no, no he, he said there was I mean, one in Grand Rapids called Electric Hero, and then they had to close it because of roaches. So now it's Jimmy John's. Now, that is an issue I ran into when I worked at the... That's an issue I ran into when I worked at that downtown diner. Uh, the, the, the like infrastructure down there, regardless of what Joe Brandon did, is not great. I mean, there are roaches downtown. There are rats downtown. Their things, the, 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 uh, they, there, it was always flooding in the restaurant I worked at. Like in the kitchen, it would be like this really smelly water would come up through a drain in the floor in this kitchen I worked at. And I was like, it was really smelly water. I don't know exactly what the, what the smell was. It, 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 it might have been, my guess was like, it's the stuff, when you're at the dishwasher, you, you wipe it off and it goes down the drain. And I think it was going down the drain and it coming right back up into the kitchen on the floor. And he would get real mad about it and he would yell about it. But I don't know if he ever tried to do anything about it. You know what I mean? Like, I've been yeah. reading a lot about these landlords in Atlanta. Um, th- this, like, landlord in Atlanta that lives in 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 beverly hills he doesn't he doesn't even live in atlanta um and and somebody sent me this article i I should find it uh i'm gonna read the beginning of this brett because it is like there are a bunch of these apartments in columbus too and they're everywhere where you go at pavilion place a derelict apartment complex south of downtown atlanta residents contend with cockroaches and crime doors that won't lock and windows that won't open plumbing that backs up, and dumpsters that overflow. They clean up when intruders defecate outside of their doors. They listen at night as rats scratch inside the walls. A continent away, in Beverly Hills, California, Pavilion Place's owner employs a pool man and a gardener, a housekeeper and a tutor for his preschool-aged children. His household expenses approach $40,000 a month. Most families at Pavilion Place earn half that much in a year. Oh, um, fuck. So there is a place downtown here that the city just took away from the landlord and gave to one of those, first of all, gave to one of those big developers in town, which really pissed me off because it was just like, I mean, but then I guess they cleaned the place up. Yeah, I, I guess they did. Kind of, the, the residents are very happy okay. with the city handing it over. I, the, the stuff I read was like, you know, they're, they're cleaning the place up. There's no bugs. There's a lot less crime. Uh, you know, there's cameras and shit like that. Um, but that's because it's it, the developer they handed it over to lives here in Columbus. He can't avoid his tenants. When you live, right. you should, if you own an apartment complex, in my opinion, you should have to live in the city where the apartment complex, you can't live somewhere else. I'm just, that's not, that doesn't seem like the way to go. Why? Because we need to, we need angry mob rights. 
That's a good point. That is kind of one of the things. No, I just think that like. I agree. No, I agree. I'm for angry mob rights in a lot of, <laughs> in a lot of ways. I just think you shouldn't like. So this article comes out in the Atlantic Atlanta Journal Constitution, but this guy lives in California. It, it probably won't affect him very much, mm. like in the circles he runs in and shit. Like if this article comes mm. out about me doing this to my apartment complex in town, I would feel like pressure to fix it because I'm here. Sure. People are seeing. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> if I'm gone, I wouldn't I wouldn't feel the same pressure. Pavilion Place belongs to a 52-year-old California real estate investor named Bezad Barukai, known to tenants merely as Ben. He, guys that like really shorten their names, but I understand it, but you know. He built an apartment rental business of about 30 buildings and complexes, seven of them in Metro Atlanta, from an office in a cream-colored house in a residential section of Beverly Hills. Since he bought Pavilion Place in 2015, an already dilapidated complex has slipped even further into disrepair. The only driveway into the complex lacks a security gate, so anyone can enter at any time. A banged-up perimeter fence can be easily breached. Open basement doors reveal a putrid stew of trash and standing water. In some apartments, floors and ceilings are spongy with rot, so bad that one resident crashed through his kitchen floor in 2019 and had to be extricated by firefighters. What the fuck? Yeah. I, I, I That's really, cartoonish. That's Yeah. yeah. I'm reading this, I mean, and it is. I'm just really frustrated that the guy lives in California. See, so yeah, yeah, it seems to be the sticking point. But I mean, this is happening everywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think this, these types of people are held up as like on the other on Instagram. He's like, this guy's successful as hell. He's in real estate. He's really smart, and he has this great life now because of it. You know that type of shit. And I mean, I think people that we fucking worship in our society. This is what landlords actually are. You know. Um, but also, I mean, when I did DoorDash, um, I was astonished with some of the, the places. Like, I would go to open a door, and, like, it would just fall off the fucking hinges at some of these places. And yeah. there would just be, um, like, uh, railings for stairs that were just completely, like, broken and kicked away and just not there. I mean, really outrageous shit. And, um, I, I mean, we should be spend we should be doing all this big developer partnership to just rehabilitate these places because people can't fucking live there they're not they're not for people yeah right and 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 like they're too dangerous yeah and so gross. he he says in an interview baroki said pavilion place has overcome problems he attributed to other people of course Employees of a property management company, unsavory tenants he inherited from the former owner, workers who failed to resolve residents' complaints. But now he said, we are really on top of the game. The property is 100% livable, he said. Whatever I have to do, I just do it. Better to spend the money and get the stuff fixed. His depiction is hard to square with reality at Pavilion Place. For years, the journal Constitution found Baroque has steadfastly resisted efforts by government regulators, by the police by the tenants to force him to live up to his promise to provide decent housing. Uh, right. I think something that is like uh, pretty evil about this guy actually is Brett. He doesn't have any social media presence either. Oh, like, nice. so yeah, it, 
I, I just, I mean, I'm not saying you, you are evil if you're not on social media, but if you are one of these guys and you're not on social media, that probably means you're evil. I would guess. Yes, that's stealth wealth. <laughs> yeah. Just so oppressing from the sidelines. <laughs> so here's, here's this, Brett. The off, so the police come in, right? To, or not the police. I think the housing development people come in. The officer's sweep of the property led to a hundred count criminal complaint against Barack Baroki, filed in Atlanta Municipal Court in March 2020. The complaint accused him of violating the city housing code in almost every building at Pavilion Place. The allegations were familiar. Baroki had allowed trash and junk to accumulate outside more than half of the buildings, which I have seen in, in like slumlord apartments. I, I, I've always talked about uh, Greenbrier, uh, which was an a, a apartment complex when I was growing up, they like my parents would just say, you know, stay the fuck away from there. It's it's they call it Uzi Alley. Like they would print that in a fucking newspaper that it was. Yeah. It would literally say Greenbrier Estates, then in parentheses Uzi Alley, and you're like, well, that's. I mean, that's, <laughs> you know what it reminds me that, of? That's the government. That's the government name. Yeah, you, you know what it reminds me of is is I did that episode. I did an episode of I'm Sorry, and I that there was about OJ Simpson. Me and me and Leslie Lee talked about OJ Simpson, and that Time Magazine had made him blacker on the cover. And then when they did their apology in Time Magazine, they said, uh, "Well, I mean, if you think it's more racist because it's blacker, then maybe you have a problem with racism." And sure. it was just like this happened in the '90s, so like, of course, that's how. It, and this is that's the same thing, you know. Uh, the alleg okay, so uh, what was throughout the each of the 100 charges carried a maximum penalty of six months in jail and oh. a $1,000 fine. Whoa, this let's was, go. Yes. Yeah. It, I mean, that is a punishment. To pay. That's the, the right kind of punishment, right? I'm yeah, I mean, we'll, our jails will be nicer. They won't be jails. They won't be jails technically. They'll just be summer for summer camp. Yeah. Well, yeah. You hear about like like a white-collar criminal probably. Oh, like, sure. They're like whatever. They. I mean, they don't go to the real jail or nothing. Yeah. They just they, they go to one where they're allowed to like do whatever they want all day or whatever. Yeah, they basically just go hang out in a man cave. They're like yeah. forced to live in a man cave. This was the 15th time since 2014 that Atlanta code enforcement officers had brought criminal charges against Burukai or companies he controls. According to court records, he paid small fines in several cases, never more than a few hundred dollars. Okay. So, like a speeding ticket, basically. Speeding ticket for, for railroading somebody's life. For a guy that makes so much fucking money off of just, they said he makes about $400,000 a month. Now, this is his ex-wife saying that, and he says what? he makes $400,000 a year, which so, I don't know. He's getting divorced They said he right was now. spending forty. Oh, spending he's forty a month. But um, he ha he, she, his ex-wife is divorcing him now, and she's saying he makes uh, $400,000 a month. Right. And then he's saying, I make 400000 a year. And they're like in oh. this fight. But I kind of believe her over him, I think. I'm going to say if the wife says 400000 that's only the amount that he let her know about. And he probably <laughs> makes 600000 Probably <laughs> does a lot of secret Vegas trips and gambling and shit for, for two hundred that you don't know about. 
A hundred percent. You're so fucking right, dude. If whatever she know, and then him just taking it down to like, no, I make one twelfth of that. I'm broke as fuck. Make any money? Kidding me? In California, Beverly Hills, I make forty grand a month. The new case. The new case went dormant during the early months of the coronavirus pandemic, but when Chief Judge Christopher Portis convened an arraignment hearing on November 16th, 2020, Barakai wasn't there. No lawyer or anyone else appeared on his behalf. Nevertheless, Portis did not issue a warrant for his arrest or failure to appear in court, and prosecutors have never rescheduled the hearing. Reigns Carter, Atlanta City Solicitor, declined to comment because he said the case is still open. Earlier this year, code enforcement officials filed their 16th case against him over alleged violations at another complex in which he's a partner. That case went to court in April and May, and again in May, he didn't show up there either time either. Which is like, if there's one thing I know, is when you don't show up to court and you're just a regular ass person, not a landlord, they take, make and you go to jail. They make you go to court. They come <laughs> yeah. and grab you and make you go to court. <laughs> I tried to do it on a ran stop sign and they came and got me. Yeah. They, don't, they said, you're they going to court you, until this is settled. You're going to jail until this is settled. Yeah. They don't let you try to figure it out or anything. No. This guy's just not showing up to court. No payment plan. They're not yeah. going to like set up a payment plan or let you file an extension. Unless yeah. you're this guy. And, and you said, you said, you said Barack, Baroque, and you said another one too. You said it oh, like, I don't know how to say it. It's B-A-R-O-U-H-K-I. So I couldn't, I couldn't. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, landlord, you bastard. Um, but yeah, I saw that article. I read through the whole thing. It's actually like, a, I think, a three-part article about this guy, which you mm -hmm. don't want that happening. You don't, <laughs> you don't want an investigative report about you written. But he's also been I in guess. trouble in California, too, for doing that i mean that's the thing i wanted i wanted to bring it up more than anything because uh you know this is the way that people are forced to live because they cannot that it's like you either do this or you sleep on the street and like most people aren't cut out for the second option right and like uh they just need somewhere to put their stuff and uh you know i'm reading this article and this woman's like you know i i just I have two kids. I don't know what to fucking do. It's $500 a month. So I just took the apartment and now there's guys standing outside of my apartment shitting all over the wall and I have to go clean it because nobody comes and cleans it. And then this fucking guy that owns the place is just allowed to say, oh, well, I hired people to take care of that and they didn't take care of it. Not my fault. And nothing happens. Nothing ever happens to these fucking people. Well, I think, I mean, if you really can't run a business, you, there's no such thing as like passive income. You cannot just run a business from the other side of the country. So um, I think basically him just not paying attention to it, it's festered to the point now he has an article about him, which, like you said, for a private person, probably not liking what, <laughs> this right now. I hope, I hope he's suffering. Well, like, it, he reminds, you know what he, it, it really got me thinking when I was reading through this thing about Kiyosaki. Uh, uh -huh. who we, who we talked about last week, who like his whole thing is like buy a property, manage it and then move on. And so these guys that are able to get their hands on some money, then do it. 
and they have no idea how to handle it, how to how to take care of it. They just got their hands on some kind of money, and it's it's like, well, uh, I heard from rich dad, poor dad, that I have to buy a place to be smart, and they buy it, and they just they don't do shit about it. They don't do fucking yeah. anything. They don't know yeah. what to do. Yeah, and there's people that are like like extremely avoidant. Like you were talking about that boss you had, where it's just like this pipe is festering out here and it's probably going to cost a lot of money. You know that that's why you're not doing anything about it. Please don't wait until it becomes a catastrophe until it's an emergency and explodes. Just get it fixed because you make money doing this and you're responsible for this fucking environment. I just remember that guy fucking ramming sticks down the pipe like all the time. <sighs> It'd be like, you would be like, Oh, it smells. And you're in a restaurant too, which I find if I go into a place that smells bad, that I don't want to eat there. <laughs> I turn around. I've never eaten none of If it smells I bad, did. I don't go. I, don't I go did one it. time. I did one time. I, I went on. This is before you taught me. You hit me to Yelp. Uh, it was with my family when my daughter was really young and we wanted to go have barbecue. So I yelped like best barbecue. I got to quit putting best in. I, I don't know <laughs> what I think is going to happen. You know? Because yeah. I'm best willing to tell somebody tough. my thing is the best anytime. <laughs> Yeah, you can, anybody can claim best. So I go to this place and it does smell like a toilet in there. And it's a barbecue restaurant and it's at a mini mall. And I don't see or smell a smoker anywhere. There's no music playing in the, in the place. So you can, all, you can just hear everything. Everybody else in the place. You can hear them chatting it up and... And like no music, no TVs, not, not a fucking thing going on. And then they brought me the worst ribs I've ever had in my life. And I immediately was like, don't eat that. And then we had to go somewhere else and get food, but I paid for the food and <laughs> ate it. Cause I didn't want to walk in and walk out. This is why I don't window shop. I don't go to stores. If I'm not buying something, anytime I go into a store, I have to buy something before I leave. Now, and I, I can't just leave. I just have to, I'll buy it. I'll buy something, you know, I'll, I'll spend it's 25 like, bucks. Cause you have to pay, like you have to, for, to access the store. Like you just to thank them to show an offering like, Oh, when I'm I, so glad you put all this, this stuff here for me to buy. I'll take one. You didn't never get the thing when you're growing up. Well, you had to have when you're growing up and people tell you that like, if you're going to shoplift, you should buy something yeah. because like, if you go in there and don't buy anything that immediately makes you a suspect of shoplifting. Right. I don't want to be made a suspect of shoplifting, I guess is, yeah. is where I'm at. Like, I don't want to be made out as a guy who might be shoplifting. I don't, I don't really shoplift very much, you know, <laughs> and when I do, it's at the grocery store. But if I go into a, I, I I'll look at a small store and be like, damn, that seems like you know, they sell some neat little things in there. But if I go in there, I have to buy something. So, so you're like, I'll have the t-shirt uh, just so you know I'm not shoplifting. Yeah. See. Yeah. Well, I or just no, don't. Just, but also, that's like, I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. I mean, that advice, when you were getting that advice on how to shoplift, it was probably from someone with like blue hair or spikes in their faces or Satan all over their clothes. Very obvious shoplifters. Like, I hate... <laughs> To, to turn on my teenage self, but like I was obvious, we were obviously bad kids looking in every way, you know, like, and actually doing very bad stuff. So there's a reason that they interrupt. Now I walk around like I can just swipe my card wherever I want. It's all over my body. I don't yeah. look like I have to steal shit. 
You're right, though, too. It is, it is kind of like, I think about myself at the time that I got, the, the last time I got accused of shoplifting was, was in high school. And, uh, oh, and it was, oh, no, I'll tell this story. So me and my wife, when we're just dating, I think we're like 20 years old, maybe 19 even. And we were driving in her shitty ass car. It was a, a 76 Nova. We're driving. We get pulled over for something. I'm not even driving, right? They pull me out of the car. They yeah. want to search me and all that. They don't even bother with her, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I don't even know how that, I don't even know how that's fair at all. I didn't have any warrants. Why do I got to get out of the car? So yeah. they make me get out of the fucking car and they search me. I'm, I'm wearing a huge army jacket, pants, Jinko pants that are enormous and probably like a corn shirt or something like that. Right. And you would have thought I was, I, I almost became an activist that day for people who look like pieces of shit. <laughs> because <laughs> later on, I got pulled over doing 70 in a 40 right here by my house one day on Father's Day, and he just let me fucking go. He was like, I wasn't even going to pull you over, but when I ran the license plate, it wasn't registered to anybody because um, it was a rental. I had a rental at the time. Oh, he okay. read the license plate and they hadn't set it up on set it up the right way. And he was just like, yeah, I thought it might be stolen, but I, I don't think it is just from looking at me. He like, looked at me and just let me go. He, I, he said the VIN isn't registered to somebody is what it is. And he was like, that's the rental yeah. company's fault. Not yours. You, you can go have a good day, sir. And I left and I just like, it take every time something like that happens, it takes me back to the times of my life where I was a suspect. And you're right. It, it was always like me looking wild at the time and then wondering why people are coming after me. You, they still shouldn't until they no, know no, you've I'm not committed saying a crime. Work. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, but like, I also think that like just as much crime as happened, you can stop, they could stop every fifth car and get an illegal weed product out of it. I think in any yeah. neighborhood, any neighborhood there, they stay, they stay in the black neighborhoods, but I was like driving through a nice ass little suburb area that's inside the, the outer belt. And I'm like, every people, everybody here, these moms, they're driving fucking drunk all the time. Oh you know? yeah. They're doing, there's so much, so much fucking drug use happening here. There's so much, all of it, but like they just left alone because they trust them, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I think the, the point of what you were saying about like the way you looked when you shoplift is more of a, like a shoplifting hint from somebody who does shop. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah. go in there looking like a fucking debt. There are bonuses to just like looking like a normal person. You know what I mean? And you know, there are bonuses to the other way too. Like you get to look cool. All your right. Life. True. So, Yeah. Uh, what do I got here? A uh, few unions. I haven't. I wanted to say I have an idea. Well, just I wanted to. What do you think? Somebody should get on this early um, for this new new hot lifestyle. Has anyone floated like a parasol for men? Is it's there a way happening. to do like an outdoor umbrella for guys? Like if Dickies made one for men. I mean, things for men sell. That's yes. no fucking bullshit. You know, Bakun on uh, Twitter. He told me once that like he melted down as a teenager because he had to use women's deodorant because it wasn't specifically 
uh, pH balanced for them. And I was like, same here, dude. Same fucking here for some reason. I don't even know why. <laughs> like, what is P I, it's like you're sitting there you're like i don't even know what ph balance means and i'm worried about it right now <laughs> well yeah so, that's women's marketing though that's all they do to women is make them feel bad about their bodies <laughs> so you're just getting a taste of that things for men i think you could make a parasol for men and probably make a billion gajillion dollars but i think you would also like it would have to fly in the face of like science. Like it would have to be made out of denim or yeah. like a uh, uh, Kevlar, maybe Smith and Wesson. Makes yeah. It. A Kevlar Something one. Compact and tough. Tactical. Yeah. Maybe a baton, maybe just like a baton that you can beat somebody with that also has a little umbrella that folds out. Yeah. I, I when I shave, it, it is like, I will fucking go to the store to buy shaving cream if I'm out instead of using my wife and kids' fantastics or whatever that stuff's called that they shave their legs with. Where uh -huh. I'm like, why don't I just fucking use that shave gel? It probably even smells better than whatever I have. Probably every man jack. I always buy that stuff for some reason. It's got like a okay. look to it that I trust. Every man yeah. jack. This is yeah. not a commercial for them. It's just that it looks brown. It's brown. But yeah. when I think of buying men's products, they're brown always. Okay. Also dark blue, mostly dark blue too. I say brown. I really, it's like maybe some dark blue for a suit, but I'm uh -huh. talking like all the men's products at the store now look like, oh, a, from, uh, uh, look like wood, like fake wood. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's the look. Uh, I do have some some union news oh yeah so the penguin that's a good point rusty dotson oh, yes. in the chat said maybe something like the penguin you could put a goddamn gun in the thing yeah i would make a trillion dollars off of fucking conservatives i really could i really could make a trillion dollars off of them just maybe a single shot like if you load one bullet in the tip it sticks out the top and then if you ever need it you can uh fire off one little bullet yeah yeah um, all right. So let's see some of these, the Starbucks thing. Well, and let's look at this cracking guy. I do want to bring up that Starbucks is now threatening, uh, trans employees by saying that if the union wins, they might lose their gender affirming benefits. And, uh, right. I, the, the fact that the union busting has definitely gone woke maybe makes you lean towards like we're fucked <laughs> i don't think most people are buying it yeah, but it's say, like, i don't know who buys that i mean that's just this company stooge line i guess the labradors and the suckers are gonna buy it but i think most people i get i don't know i, I guess also I, for a democrat or a liberal I'm trying to think of my peers at like parents at my school and stuff I, i'm not sure that might be a concern for them because they do want to be like I'm just concerned about trans affirming surgeries. That's all that. I mean, yeah, I'm all about it. I'm as left as you can get. Go unions. But I'm worried about these. I'm worried about the trans employees. You, when you say I'm it's as such leftist a good, as I get, I'm basically yeah. a freaking communist. My dad always yeah. says that to me. I'm basically a freaking pinko communist. You know, I'm <laughs> from Canada, actually. Okay. Yeah. So don't tell me about my leftist beliefs. Uh, I, I think that the part I wanted to read here that is really gross to me 
Uh, okay, so uh, the person who's in the article says to her manager, uh, her manager recently told her in a one-on-one -on -one meeting that she wasn't anti-union, but just, just know if you unionize when you're negotiating your benefits, you could gain, you could lose, or you could stay the same. The manager then said, I know specifically you have used the trans healthcare benefits. The, the, the message said struck a, a nerve as a veiled threat. And uh, I got to tell you, it was a veiled threat. It was almost not even a veiled threat, you know, but if they I mean, deny legally, shit, you're legally allowed to point out. And if it's denied by Starbucks, I know that's a lie because I have been a part of places. They do threaten you all the fucking time, all the time. You have meetings and they're like, well, you know, you could go that way, but, but who knows? Who knows Who's what's going to gonna happen on the other Who's end? Who's to say what's going to happen tomorrow? I don't know. Yeah. So it's like a, a, a way threat. So I have this other place in Oregon called New Season. Uh, and I got a new attendance policy for us to look over, Brett. Uh, the place in this place in Oregon is called New Seasons Markets. It is a uh, uh, there two of the separate stores decided to unionize separately from each other. Uh, so I am assuming absolutely that it's a shitty place to work <laughs> because if you have two stores unionizing in one place that I've never heard of at the same time who don't even know, you know. Um, so for 14 years, Shelby Miller has worked at the new seasons market in Hillsboro Orenco station. They always wanted to be a small, friendly family company. And they were for a long time. When I started, Miller said in 2019, new season market was sold to good food holdings company, which is owned by South Korea's e-mart as part of that global retailers expansion into the Western U S Miller said that a notable change occurred employees started to take a back seat. Now they're just so big they can't be concerned about our concerns, Miller said. Profits definitely come before us. A few months ago, employees were presented with a new attendance policy, which Miller said greatly limited her ability to take time off, even for illness or for taking care of family. OPB obtained a copy of New Season's attendance policy. It was not received from anyone who has interviewed for this article. So here we go. Under the new policy, employees accrue paid PTO at different rates, depending on how long they've worked for the company. New employees start with no PTO. As part of a recent, poli as, as part of a recent policy changes, PTO is used not only for approved vacations at new seasons, but also as sick time. And I brought this up because I worked at a company, I talked about this, I think, last week too, where I worked for a company who, who they will tell you this and say that it's a positive. Now you can use your fucking time off for anything. You don't have to prove you're sick to have sick time, you know? Yeah. Yep. And, and also I think that it should kind of be illegal to have people start without any sick time, especially like, and, and it's a, because of the pandemic, I don't know how we, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how we would agree to that. I just doesn't, People in charge, whoever, whatever's legal, whoever, everything has fucking failed us to the point where we can't all acknowledge that uh, shit happens sometime. And you yes. shouldn't lose your fucking position because uh, an emergency happens or because you you're just get sick. You end up with fucking COVID. Who wants to work with fucking COVID? Nobody. So this person we said earlier has been working there for 14 years, Brett. 
Under the new policy, employee, okay, so with Miller's senior status at the store, she said she still only gets five PTO days. So she's been working there for 14 years. What? And she's at five days PTO a, a year. Um, and that's all of it. That's, that's all of it, dude. There's, they there's owe not her. personal days. There's not sick days. There's not vacation days. That is fucking everything. They owe her one year off. They owe, they owe her one whole year off with pay. Yeah, yeah. That is fucking uh, disgusting, man. What a horrible fucking place. Yeah, that personally would not work for me because my husband and my daughter both have health problems, and sometimes I have to take extra time off to take oh, them Lord. to doctor's appointments. I don't always have the PTO to cover it. And while unpaid vacation days are an option, the new policy puts tight limits on unpaid time off. When an employee requests time off, it can be denied unless it's a legally protected reason for absence. I don't even know what those are, by the way. Yeah, I, I guess mean, it would it, have it gets to eroded every year. Yeah, I can't imagine it's like visiting somebody in the hospital is is I don't know what it could be. I truly don't know what the legal protections are. Hopefully somebody calls Sunday to tell us. Uh, okay, so say here, here's where they give us a little uh, thing. Additionally, within a 30-day period, there is a five-strike policy. If an employee has five strikes, they can be fired. And under the PTO policy, a worker can receive a strike each time they take an unapproved, unpaid time off. Say an employee has no PTO, but they need to take a week off to take care of an ill child. After a warning that if they go five days without working, that employee can be fired. The strikes also apply to days when an employee is more than six minutes late. So, Whoa. yeah, <laughs> which we've always said seven is the amount of time. They went one under just to flex their muscles. Yeah, they, they couldn't. Yeah, they're like, no, we're not rounding up. Seven, seven. No, you don't need seven. Uh, so, yeah. And, and they, they decided uh, there are options to take a leave of absence, I, which I worked at a place that did that. That's the place I worked at was uh, when I got kidney stones. I didn't have any time off because, I mean, because I didn't use it for anything important. Like I would just, they would be like, here's, you get set, you know, 14 days off this year. And I'd be like, all right, I'm going to just, you know, sometimes I just take a day off, just take a day off. <laughs> Especially when right. they freed him up and you didn't have to prove you were sick to take a sick day. <laughs> it's just like, oh, really sick today. You have to take the day off. I mean, a point system, I can't thrive in a point system community. I just, I mean, I can thrive personally as a human being, but in a point system, in a point system situation, it's much like my bank account. I just can't, I can't do it. I can't do a point system because I'll fucking, uh, listen, I'm going to take all my days off all the time. Just because, you know, I like to get to the end of the year and not have any left. <laughs> and you uh, nervous when they're there. If you're like, when <laughs> I know I can't take any days off. Yeah, yeah. I was always so surprised at the end of the year. They'd be like, you got this many days. And I'd be like, damn. Because like at the cable company, I don't know. They just kept stacking days on. And I would have to take a bunch of days off near the end of the year. But all that would be available would be like Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So it's like, oh, great. You know, which a day off is right. a day off. I got it. So they called the, so they filed for a union. Uh, there are options to take a leave and legally some absences can be excused such as jury duty or bereavement. Um, since the store, so they, they basically said that, uh, yeah, we want to be able, they want, 
Basically, their statement is that the, we want to be able to say something when new policies are trying to be enacted. The main goal is to have a voice at the table in this business, which is that's the thing that's going on right now. All around the country, over 100 Starbucks now. Uh, that is, uh, that's the most encouraging thing that I've been seeing is that like the solution to these issues now is unionization, which is something we've always wanted people to realize that this is going to be the solution to at least some of our problems. You know, the other stuff is like gas prices got to come down. Yeah. And I think with so many people, I mean, this is the majority of, of employers now are just working for these big fucking conglomerate brands doing customer service. Um, and we need to develop at least a, like how much, I mean, what we need to get together and say, we're not going to put up with this shit. I mean, it's getting worse every fucking day. It's, it's mind boggling how much um, the pandemic has kicked the shit out of capitalism in America. And uh, it's, yeah, it's only going to be through like sticking together that we make it. I mean, the That's union only hope we got. The union push, I think, is is really hopeful in that. Like, I don't know. I guess I don't know how it. I guess the NLRB could go conservative or something like that, and it could be taken yeah. away from us. But it doesn't seem like something that, like, we're not letting them decide. You know which is that's really the key i think when we're dealing with this with this country now is like we're just we got we can't let them decide anymore is from everything from the stuff i've been reading it's like when they decide shit gets fucked up you yeah know? um so uh what do we got here i got uh oh we gonna do this this uh gen z editorial i found Ooh, uh, fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love talking about Gen Z. They're wonderful. They're going to save us. I'm kidding. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's nice that <laughs> they're working hard out there, but they're, they're also kids. Um, they're cool kids. They're cooler. They're doing better than us. They're nicer. As college and university classes head out into the real world this month, they're poised to take workplaces by a storm and bring their politics with them. In an era of tense culture wars, this newest crop of recent graduates could emerge as a potential HR disaster for corporate America. The kids are a disaster. No more pitching ass cheeks in the office. Oh, do you? That is probably part of this. Oh yeah, this scumbag shit. There's still a bunch of white-haired old men that like can get them sued and in, in trouble so mad about the woke stuff they're so mad about wokeness because they can't pinch no asses anymore that you're so right i never even like because i'm a dude i guess i just don't even think about like why these guys get so crazy mad about everything yeah they can't tell dirty jokes uh, well i mean i th also do think that they can tell dirty jokes by the yeah, way yeah i'm sure i don't think I mean, I guess like some of the jokes that my old bosses told me wouldn't be acceptable now. I mean, my, my, <laughs> my manager at the cable company told two of them, two managers there, both separate times told me like pure racist jokes. Like you would get out of a like joke book, like an offensive sure. joke book, like that I had heard already in my life. And they only told me that because I said, I think I want to become a comedian. And they were like, oh. 
Oh, really? You want to you wanna try to be a comedian? Have you heard this joke? And then they tell you, and you're like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> yeah. whole, you, you do Grab your pearls. black people. But, like, I didn't tell on them because I obviously was intimidated <laughs> more than anything. So uh, a recent survey of 15,000 members of Gen Z reveals that just how willing America's youngest workers are to bring activism into the office. The data shows that during their first few years in the office, Gen Z has eagerly infused their generational ethics into the workplace and demonstrated a willingness to turn down jobs and assignments based on personal politics. Oh, this makes them mad. This makes them so mad. This makes... Yeah like people that have to work like that, that have been sitting at work, not saying anything yep. about how shitty things are. This really chaps their ass. Yeah. They took it. They were dumb enough to believe to like never stand up for yourself or, you know, threatened into believing that. Uh, and yeah, kissed ass and never got thanked or didn't kiss ass and just like, didn't go anywhere. And then also got mad because they assume everybody kisses ass. You know True. what I mean? Like that was always with me. It was like, I hate to say this because it, it is, it does make me out to be bad, but like, I maybe like didn't deserve to move up at a lot of places. And the reason I moved up was basically, I think, cause these guys looked at me and wanted to be my friend. And uh, I ended up getting moved up and down a lot at the, at the cable company, but it wasn't because of my skill or anything like that. And I probably didn't deserve to go anywhere in the company. And I always sort of felt like, just keep giving me raises and I'll be happy. But that shit stops. You know what I mean? And when you right. get your like third 4% raise, you're just like, it's just, it's, not, it's clogged up. There's, the, the money's clogged up. I'm not, I'm not getting more money here. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> um, it's no wonder Gen C is so willing to pipe up if they don't get what they want. <laughs> I have never seen. I, this is so good. This guy is so mad. Uh, they're simply repeating what they've been taught on campus. In recent years, college kids have made countless headlines for their often illiberal and immature activist tactics. Students today regularly shout down speakers they don't like. They demand trigger warnings, which, by the way, I don't get that. That is one that is literally, I've never, first of all, I've never had anybody tell me to do trigger warnings. I, but I do also generally keep stuff out of the, out of the stories we do that would involve trigger warnings. So we do a comedy podcast. I didn't want to, yeah. you know what I mean? But I don't think they're bad. I don't think they I, hurt free speech or anything. I um, don't think there's a reason to do trigger warnings at work. You I don't think you should to. be talking about sexual assault. Yeah. Or I don't think you should, I don't know. Maybe you should be addressing that if they're still pinching asses. Um, but no, like, uh, uh, hey, sweetheart. <laughs> like, no, you shouldn't uh, have to. You, you're right. You know, what are they going to talk about? Mur like, what are you going to bring up that would trigger me? Like, someone, you're like, <laughs> as you know, I'm a child of incest. You know, it's like, yeah, whoa. There shouldn't. There isn't. I mean, if that's the only place you can go to, like, speak to someone and they offer some kind of counseling, then. I'm not saying, I'm just saying that that conversation shouldn't happen at work. And I don't think, They're to be honest, I don't think I've ever been in a conversation at work that involved a trick that would have needed one because most people are pretty guarded while they're at work and they should be. You should be fucking guarded while you're at work. Um, yeah. 
So trigger warning, safe spaces, and cry closets, which that never happened. The oh cry closet that, never happened. That is just a fucking, that's just a joke. You Can you it. obviously, it just sounds good. It's just, oh my God. People aren't purple either. My daughter stays crying though. They are kind of like my kid cries more than anybody I've ever met. But about everything? It, sometimes about nothing. She just, okay. I think that they are maybe a little, like when her friend went back to Norway, uh, her, her student exchange friend went back to Norway, they went over to one of their houses and they cuddled until she got to leave to get on the airplane. They just cuddled and cried and they FaceTime every day. So there is something to them crying. <laughs> maybe they do <laughs> want to cry closet. I just don't yeah. think it's bad maybe though. We'll I don't think that's a bad thing i think that's we a cry for thing. different reasons there's different there's not always sad crying yeah and i think it's a good thing i think being in touch with your feelings like that is like actually good if if i was that i'd be really happy with that you know um students are even willing to tattle on classmates and professors who don't adhere to woke political orthodoxy which by the way what is this guy what, what is this conservative talking about tattling and snitching that's wild they're like, no snitching. I'm allowed to say the N-word because it's in the book, okay? Yeah. That's usually what something like that's about, the tattling on the professor. In fact, 69% report, support reporting offensive speech to administrative higher-ups, which is also another thing that I don't think is the worst thing in the world. They, they, those are the people that we were supposed to, we were told to go to, you know? Like growing up, if some bullshit bad stuff happens at work or at school, you were there were there were higher ups that you were supposed to go to. We just didn't go because we knew they weren't gonna fucking do anything. And I think, you know, it was just like, I'm not gonna go because they're not gonna fix anything. And with HR, it's like they're ultimately gonna tell my boss what I said. So, you know, I'm not gonna go there. So what by going to higher ups and tattling, I think they're doing like the right thing to tell you the truth. As long as it's not on people like me who are like stealing time and shit, you know? Yeah, I mean, it is just basically saying like you have to be aware that this person is saying offensive shit. It's like, oh, but I don't want to, I don't want to have to address it, you know? I'm the yes. boss. I don't want to address it. Yeah. Well, it does suck to do. Uh, by almost university universally capitulating to the student mob, university administrators have instilled oh a sense God. of entitlement in students while stunting their conflict resolution skills. As far as Gen <laughs> Z is concerned, it's been their way or the highway on campus. So why should corporate life be any different? I want to talk about did corporate conflict resolution. This guy didn't go to college. Did he ever go to college? I don't know. I do want to bring up a little bit about these people telling gen z they don't have conflict resolution skills these people who have essentially blown up the world like 15 times in the past like 50 years constantly like conflict resolution i would not say is the strength of gen x boomers and even millennials i don't think that's a strength you know no they hide everything they say they avoid it like they don't address shit people just are like you know, we don't say shit. Fuck it. You know, just keep quiet about it. Shut up and, and don't cause a problem. You know, it's also like not their way or the highway. Can I also say that? Like, I don't see them as getting everything they want. They're inheriting a fucking hell, a shit show. They're inheriting some shit, you know, and they have every right to be pissed off at us for it. 
I mean, not me. I tried. You, you don't have, if you're a Gen Z, you, you can't be mad at me. I'm trying. That's it. I yep. won't put up with it. I'm an ally. You know, you have to be nice to me now. Unsurprisingly, Gen Z has rolled into the office place with demands. <laughs> I don't. Also, these people are, nobody takes them seriously. No one takes them seriously. They're, they just went through college. I don't think. I don't. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think that. The, uh, I don't think he, this guy knows anything about the workplace. He he just has to be a writer. He has to be like one of us that hasn't worked in ten years. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. This is stuff he's hearing from people that work at companies. Right. That because I mean, me and Brett friends hear so at barbecue. Much, yeah, we hear so much shit too. Like I hear things all the time, and it maybe even comes out on the show, but. I just don't know if I believe that workplaces have become woke like no. now or we haven't moved the needle at all. I mean, it's fucking still the same old bullshit. It's the same shit. Yeah. I, I don't, um, I don't think that any, the needle has moved on any sort of like real healing or addressing of anything. I feel like people still have their head in their fucking saying most of, like you said, everybody older than Gen Z uh, and Gen Z eventually will not give a shit. You know, after yeah. trying to change it. Listen to this. Listen to this, Brett. Uh, bosses report employees asking for time off for period cramps or anxiety. Uh, well, I mean, I can't work if I'm anxious for sure. Maybe if you fucking made treatments for it available, you dipshit. Maybe some of that anxiety would go away. They pressure their employers to period take a Period cramps stand. is also a crate. That's such a fucking horrible dude thing. It is. Because dudes don't even know what it feels like. Like oh, we literally have no concept of how it feels and to be mad about like, like the only reason, you know, Rosie, the riveter didn't ask for it is because she knew they weren't going to give it to her. <laughs> yeah. And we, I mean, it is, it's insane to ask, uh, somebody's life is fucked up for like a woman's life is whole fucked up for like a week. Um, and we're like, no, but we cannot acknowledge it. We cannot bring that into the workplace. That is not relevant to doing your job. And it's like, if you can't, yeah, it is. If you can't walk and you have blistering headaches and shit. It does. I mean, because I talked to the kid now and, and I've talked to, you know, I think having a kid made me more in tune to it, which is, I mean, that makes your point really well because I never even asked about it. I never even knew what happened when, when, when there was a period going on and now finding out how, how tough it is. It's like, damn, the whole world is like sort of set up so guys like me don't ever have to figure that out or find out what that feels like. And if dudes had it, would you be able to just take days off work? Like, would you get a week off a month if it was something that happened to, you know, us? Too? Yeah, definitely. You know? And it would be free. I mean, it would, I mean, the, the, they have to pay for the products too. Yep. Like it's not, uh -huh. even, it should be free. It should, I mean, it's like, it's something that happens. It's half, it's half our people. Like we should just, that should just be on the house. There's no reason to have all these competing brands with like, you know, pouring blue liquids all over fucking sheets and shit <laughs> the same way yeah i i mean maybe toiletries should be all the toiletries should be free but specifically those i think because yeah. that's like a gender tax that's not like because if i move out of my house now like if you move out of your house men have one less thing and tampons expensive i've been buying them for you know 20 years yeah. and they're fucking mad expensive and there were times where <laughs> there were there were times where I was purchasing them when when it first happened at Gwen where it was like we have $17 in the bank and it's like well 
I need this. And it's like, well, now we have $4 in the bank. Yeah. You can't complain. <laughs> it's an, I'm, I'm can't be like, I'm, I'm going to overdraft the account. I can't complain. <laughs> Just walking down to that aisle, grab them confidently and go pay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you're totally, yeah. I never think about the, 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 what do they call it? Like the pink tax or something like that, which also yeah. seems kind of offensive, but it is. Uh, they pressure their employers to take a stand on contentious social issues like BLM. And if they don't get their way, they'll simply walk out. Remarkably, despite only just entering the workforce, 37% of Gen Zers say they've already rejected a job or assignment based on personal ethics, and more than one-third say they would quit a job without another lined up. That is another, I was a coward. I didn't do that. You know, I didn't, hey, yeah. I didn't make a, I didn't, I took a job all the time because it didn't follow my personal ethics. You know, if I'm yeah. killing people with poisoned water, that's too bad. I needed the job. Yeah. And there's also just going to be no way to explain to these people how much different it was when they were younger. You know, I, I mean like the way that someone was like one of these, one of these Congress people said something about like, I started working. It was, I got paid $7 an hour. And they're like, yeah, that was $26 an hour. That was, that's what it was yeah. worth. That was the buying power in that. And like the same thing with like uh, that username, Joshua, Josh, he looked up, he say he looks up uh, when ever boomers post about like their previous rent and stuff like that. He looks it up and yeah, the rent was like $600 today. That was, that would get you an apartment for 600 bucks, you know, exactly. today's money. And they just, they they don't understand. And they they've cut every fucking benefit. It's just, I mean, you, any job you get, you're going to have to then figure out what your second job is going to be, what your like side hustle job is going to be, you know? <laughs> But yeah, the side hustle thing is so true. When I'm when I'm scrolling through looking for articles for Street Fight, it's like I would say most a lot of the articles I get recommended to me either have the word woke or uh, the uh, they either have the word woke or side hustle. Those are the two like keywords that my news feed shows up. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. And like these, they do. They, they you're gonna have to drive a lift. You're gonna have to. You know, maybe start a company on the side so you can bring in some money with your crafts that you're into or do an MLM, uh, all that stuff, you know. Go door to door and ask 10 people what they do for their job and pour coffee for them. What about a men's MLM? Have we ever considered Oh, that? MLM for men? What is that? <laughs> Baseball A multi-level multi marketing but geared towards men. What could it be? <laughs> what would they take? I mean, t-shirts with patriotic phrases on them could be something close, but that's not something that you can have like the, uh, all the NFTs is okay. Um, I'm thinking I'm also, okay. Yeah. Shirt or maybe a hat, maybe like someone's like, Oh, that's a great hat. And you're like, Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm actually a rep for this brand of hats. And you like can corner people at like beer fest and try to get them to buy hats from you. I, I you or, know what? I, I got one deodorant, okay. like, oh. like, like oh. manscaped could have been an MLM that I think, okay. I don't think dudes would have done it because like dudes don't want to get in the habit of having to shave all their stuff. You know what I mean? So maybe that wouldn't work, but like, I don't know. What is a dude's MLM?
I right. trucker hats with Hallmark greeting, <laughs> brew at home beer kits, psychic gasoline, brew it. That's it. That's I it. And thinking, you can sell the hops, dude. Like you can. Oh, like, it is. It is. <laughs> you're the brew master. You're in, you. They come to you to get all the ingredients to brew beer. You invite them to a free class, show them how to brew the beer, how to use your, your brewing system. Yes, that's it. So good. <laughs> it's genius because then it's like Sensi. You'll mm -hmm. find your favorite beer to make. Yep. And then you have to go back to me right. to get my special hop blend for the, the, the home brewmaster kit. You, it could work. It could fucking work for sure like i think I, that is something that could that is that's an mlm that i i like i feel like is full success you know? you're ready to get you're ready to invest in already no 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 i'm not ready but i'm i'm ready to invest in making it a thing that that we do to people like yeah. that we like i'm ready to be in on the ground floor of like i'll help name it and and <laughs> maybe tell you which direction to take the art in but your homebrew beer is uh uh grilling tech too yks they had a, a bunch of really funny stories uh or products this week but one of them was a spatula that had a bluetooth spatula that played music while you grilled Ugh. and it just seems like the dumbest possible thing like so grilling yeah. stuff might work well, too i think i think like, meat meat delivery is good yeah because well, if you could do the Joe Rogan thing and be like, I've got an Eagle's foot, you know, this week, like Eagle's feet came in and then they can come and get them from you or whatever. Fucking bison full of blood, extra bloody bison or something. I mean, rubs, barbecue sauces, glazes and, and like other things. And then also a meat delivery might actually yeah. work. I, I worry about perishables. I really think the direction yeah. is either grilling or beer. Like, how has nobody tried this? I actually thought in the past so, that uh, that Duke Cannon was an MLM, and I don't <laughs> think it is. Knock on the door. Hi, is the man of the house home? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then get your foot in the door, and then you drag it in on wheels. It's a little wood keg, right? And you're like, there's 128 ounces of amber beer brewing right in here. And then you can have a taste and then you pour a glass, have a seat at their table and then they're in. Yeah. MLM for men. That is a genius. Oh, here you go, Brett. This is all also about you and maybe even a little bit of me. Workers in the previous generation, millennials, have served as a test case of how this mindset wreaks havoc on the workplace. Filled yeah. with 25 to 40... <laughs> Yeah. Filled with 25 to 40 year old activist employees, corporations have been forced to choose sides in the culture war. Last month, Disney workers walked out over the so-called don't say gay bill in Florida and they tanked the company's stock while they were at it, which I don't know if that's necessarily true. <laughs> he put that as a parenthetical every, that he has in every there. stock right now, I think. Equinox, which also includes SoulCycle, faced strike threats in 2019 because its owners supported Trump's candidacy. More than 500 employers experienced walkouts just within the three weeks following George Floyd's 2020 murder. And in June 2020, Facebook employees working from home still managed to stage a virtual walkout over Zuckerberg's choice not to censor Donald Trump. I don't see any of those as a problem. I, I, I really don't think it's wrong. I mean, 
it, they're just mad this that kind it, of thing. they're not popular. This is always the conservative thing. Everybody wants together and say, oh, we celebrate black people. Oh, we celebrate gay people. Well, some of us don't want to. Yeah. We yeah, don't and I, want to. They hate the idea. Like they, They're like Democrats in, in that way of like, they can't fathom the idea that people just hate them. You know, yeah. like conservatives, they can't, they'll never be able to fathom, like, because that's what I always think about with the Democrats is like, they do all this stuff and they never just sit back and say, why, why do people always want to throw rotten tomatoes at us or rotten vegetables at us every time we leave our house? And like, it's a really simple answer. We don't like you. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think it's the same at all. I mean, at least Democrats are aimed in the right direction. Like they'll at least yes. respect a person. Like I, I just like, I don't, all I want to do is let people live and their opinion is we should punish and kill these people. And it's like, how is this even considered the same? Why, why right. do we have to sit around and take account that like the conservative would murder half the people in this room if he had the chance. Right. And, and it is like, you're allowed to, like if you have political beliefs, which this person clearly does have political beliefs, then not standing up for them seems like yeah. sort of the cowardly way to be. Yeah. It doesn't make you You're a good punk. person. You're yeah. Punk ass. It doesn't make you a good fucking person to do that. Business leaders are stuck between a rock and an even harder place. Oh, well, you don't want that. When navigating these conflicts, there's truly no winning. Fail to give in to their employees and they're accused of bigotry from the progressive activists. But give in to leftist demands and they risk, ac risk accusations of wokeness from conservative onlookers. It, th this guy is just like, hey, hey, can everybody please just stop having opinions for just a little bit? And look, yeah. I don't think that's the worst fucking thing to say in the whole world. But if you have opinions and ethics and you don't act on them, what does that make you? You know? That, that's the thing that makes me nuts. Like, yeah, what does that, that make you if you don't act on that? You know, um, sure. business. So listen to this. Uh, either way, some constants have emerged from these standoffs. Cookie cutter solidarity statements, awkward all hands meeting like Disney's leaked town hall advocating adding queerness to its content and insane DEI workshops like Coca-Cola suggesting that employees be less white. As more and more members of Gen Z, wait, what? World, wait, Coca Cola was like, "Could you be less white, please, right now? Could you just tone it down Ma a little?" Male bit? ass bitches are being too vanilla at the moment. <laughs> hey, can you guys tone it down a little bit with oh. all the whiteness? Hey, Nance, Rand, calm it down. Yeah, yeah. So middle class fancy. If you're a boss. Or anything like that. Uh, I do like this, though. I do like this. Listen to this, Brett. These two paragraphs rock. Mm -hmm. Surprisingly, Netflix is leading the way in doing just that. In the wake of Dave Chappelle's stand-up comedy controversy last October, the streaming giant refused to cancel the comedian show following accusations of transphobia. Six months later, Netflix went even further, releasing an updated corporate workplace policy. You may need to work on movies or shows you perceive to be harmful. The memo warned prospective employees. If you find it hard to support our content breadth, Netflix might not be the right place for you. Although Netflix has been hit hard from a post-pandemic subscriber slump. <laughs> so, uh, the company is still in business despite calling activist bluffs. It's time for more corporations to not just follow suit, but set firm ground rules that encourage a truly 
now they're doing a truly diverse workplace, you know, yeah, diverse as in guy that hates everybody should be like listened to. Too. Oh, we, I believe we heard from an Asian man, an Indian woman, a, a black non-binary person. I think it's quite time we heard from a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Okay, <laughs> it is wild how how much of a panic it all is to like these like establishment like richer white guys how much of a panic they seem to be having they're the rubes though they're like this is it's it's a it is a more because it's the policies they're doing are like harmful and gross and meant to punish and harm like kill people um but it just comes off as a matter of taste to them you know like at, the, at their level it's just like a matter of like well, I, I wouldn't be flying a Black Lives Matter flag. Of course, all lives matter. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. their, their, their square in their mind. But they're supporting yeah. the grossest people in the fucking world. And also, it's like, I, it's just to me, like, I, I posted this on Twitter a couple of days ago. But, like, uh, I mean, I don't care. I've taken my kid to Pride. My kid has seen burlesque. And sh- I don't give a fuck about that because... Everywhere else she goes from top to bottom, she sees sexy, skinny, white women. And like everywhere you go, it's the same thing that's constantly everywhere on the advertisements, everywhere you go. I don't care if if she has variety. Like these people just literally are like, oh, you know, there's not that many Native Americans that live, you know, in Ohio. Why do we have to, you know, it's it's just... the fact that we acknowledge somebody exists and it's not them just having somebody else acknowledge besides them and saying they're unique or different is just puts them in a fucking tizzy. They're fucking yeah. babies. They're so pathetic. Yeah. I always think everything, of- they're still catered to every, they're getting catered to by everything. They're winning. They're, they're white. My, my life is, is not is a breeze as a fucking straight white guy in, in the fucking United States of America. Shit is not that bad for me, except for, yeah, now I, uh, I mean, I guess I do have to uh, be okay if a guy wears a fucking crop top in front of me instead of calling him a slur. That has yeah. changed. That's what's changed. That is changed. It's different America in regard to that, for sure. It's funny. I brought this up on Holy Boys like a couple of weeks ago about like, you know, I've never been secretive about like my past of of being a guy that that maybe was a lot more conservative at times in my life. And even at times like homophobic. And, uh, I, I brought this up on Holy boys. And I said, even in those times, I still view everything as like, it's not my business. What, like who you're fucking, you know what I mean? There was never a time in my life where I felt like I needed, I, I needed people to know that I didn't approve of the way they're having sex or with who. And like, I just think like, that's the evil part about these people is like, they do, they do care what happens. Yes. They want to know what I mean. They think it's a hell. Yeah. They want you to go to hell. They want to kill you. It's just, I also thought I saw the, the, just the most, the funniest Instagram comic that was like, (laughs) okay, you're not allowed to show your genitals in public. Everybody has to cover up, but you have to wear clothes that match your genitals. So everybody knows what genitals you have, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? That's never... the rule. That's what it is. It is. It is. We're all supposed to wear clothes that let everybody know what we have. 
Right. Yeah. That is crazy. That is. But yeah, I, I just, these guys, man, like it's so weird to see these guys who like view life as some kind of a fucking sport. You know what I mean? Like they, they, it's like a sport or it's an opinions contest where it's like, I have to have the good opinions. And uh, it, I mean, I think part of this bubbling up in me now is that I have been listening to all that focus on the family stuff. And then today I listened to like a teen thing called teen mania and uh it was just they were the people that like kind of got going to try to turn teenagers against gay marriage back in 2004 and oh uh, wow okay yeah listening to that again listening to people talk like that again like in public was like god damn man like shit shit it was like people were really awful at that time and they're still really awful now so it's it's been bubbling up it's just getting worse and worse I mean, we are in a, yeah, we are in a bad shit storm uh, for sure. Shit is not looking good. And uh, unfortunately, there isn't a lot of places to, to get people out of this spiral, especially these young, hateful dudes that feel like the world is, they, they don't get to be Don Draper anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're right, though. You're totally right. It is like, I don't even know where, I don't know. I never really know that kind of stuff where it's like, how do we filter people out of this? How do we like not have them have these grievances that are absolutely insane grievances, by the way, none of us, I heard the guy, James Patterson, you know, who James Patterson is right, Brett, the, yes. the book guy, the Kroger yes. book guy, <laughs> and he got sells books at Kroger. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's like, a, I yeah. don't know. I got to tell you, I just don't think you're a proper actor. If your book sold uh, author, if your book sold at Kroger, uh, he came out and said, it's impossible for white men to get writing jobs anymore. And I'm just oh, like, yeah. I know a fucking jillion white men that are writing for a living. Somebody broke it down on, uh, on Twitter, like the, the hot top 150, like authors, like nominated for some award where like, over more than half of them were white guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This and most of them Patterson. were dead white guys and had like multiple. You know, there's like guys still winning awards from the grave. <laughs> yeah, these these yeah, it's crazy. That, that they have a stranglehold of... on everything. I mean, just the loot, just they feel just a little bit of pressure. They're cowards. They're weak. They are this. It shows. And the only thing they have is like, um, I will shoot you with a gun or I will kill. Like that's, that's the, that's why they're cowards. Like that's really all they rely on is might makes right. Um, I don't care what you think. I don't care if you're, ha you're happy and you have a loving, you know, poly family, or you have a queer place that you go to that brings you true joy and happiness. I want to destroy that because it makes me uncomfortable, you know, because yeah. I, I don't have any love. I don't have any joy in my life. I don't, I, I don't know who I, yeah, I don't know who I am. I'm not allowed to be who I want to be usually. Also, like for me, it's like with the James Patterson thing specifically, it's like, hey man, you're not guaranteed the right to be able to be a writer for a living. And my guess is that it's just as hard. It's now leveling out to be, if it was leveling out at all, I don't even know if I really believe it's leveling out, no. but that it's like, it's not like we're on the bottom. It's just that we're not on the top anymore. They're like, I understand we still are on the top, but I'm saying in their minds, right. it's not necessarily that, that like white men are at the, like at the bottom, like we're, we're not the tippy top. It's not considered more 
um, it's not considered more professional to show up white, at, uh, like as a <laughs> white guy at work. You know what I mean? Or the way that we talk or our voice. Like, that's really what it boils down to is like, it is now we all have to like, yeah, white guys have to work a little harder than they used to. Not, not any harder than anybody else, probably less hard still than anybody <laughs> yes. else, but you are not guaranteed a job as a writer and, uh, finding out that guy doesn't write his own books, which I guess I could have figured all that out, but those books Smart aren't move. written by him. He's just like, bro, I, this is a James Patterson style book. Style. <laughs> style. <laughs> it's like Buffalo style sauce. <laughs> this is a james patterson style book well that is street fight i hope everybody had a good time tonight yeah it was a great show really appreciate all y'all that came to hang out um what psychic gasoline you got you're a master i i hope you don't use these um ideas for bad i'm glad you're one of us they said um testosterone pills for men lm like, cause even Jesse said that he wanted to hang out at GNC. Like, imagine if you just had a bro you could go to that was like, you know, you feel a little sluggish. You need this. You need a stack of this. You know, you want yeah. a little bit of a pump. You want, you know, you want to see some progress. Shit like that. That's incredible. Yeah, I do. Yeah, some tea stuff would be great. Anything that makes you feel, cause that's like what women MLMs necessarily are. Yeah. It's like it's supposed to feel like more like traditionally women. So really all you're shooting for is what is more traditionally for men and testosterone is one of those things. We love it. All right. That's the uh, show. Thanks, thanks for calling street fight. Not why you say thanks for calling street that's fight. Sunday. That will uh, be this Sunday. Father's day. You can give us a call. Yeah, I'll be here taking calls. Uh, probably Me get some too. Frisbee golf in. I'll be here too. This Sunday, next Sunday, I'll be watching forbidden door, but this Sunday I'm here, baby. All right. Enjoy, everybody. And uh, hey, head to uh, coming up store.streetfightradio.com. Um, we got some really cool uh, merch pre orders. So the other stuff is on the way. Um, but we've got this really awesome Big Bill, Big Bill Haywood uh, wood print that uh, Zach Bath, one of our listeners, and uh, we're doing a pre order for that. That's coming to store.streetfightradio.com. Also, the Lego sticker is on the way as well. So uh, if you want to support the show, jump in and buy some. Oh, wait, here. For the people in got. the chat. Lego Cross. Yeah, I'm Christian now. All right. Peace out. Yeah, fuck y'all niggas talking about. Yeah. You ever seen a Bentley with a bullet hole? You ain't finna use it, what you pull it for? All shit, sick of the soft shit. My spit, I be that raw shit. My shit, obviously, holocaustic. Your favorite rapper thought he was Jesus until he crossed it. A gold plated pistol, the motive is more money. One half of the double dragon, what mode do they want from me? No longer eat meat, and I don't fuck with snow bunny, so it's y'all. I'm up in your face with no reply. BOE, I'm about to say this world like Noah's Ark, fresh off the plane, man. I'm at the dojo, bruh. Swissers and sweet. Waters, the shit that I sold up for. I say a prayer, then I play your ass like Celtics. Did I say me and stretch like Sug and Pop? No fight night scene without the controversy. We thirsty as baby and Wayne. I put them tattoos on my body and it made me insane. And I don't watch no CNN. That shit made me complain. Oh, you ever seen a Bentley with a bullet hole? If you ain't finna use it, what you pull it for? Warming it up, got bomb in the cup. I don't in the bed, they plot on my soul. I don't give a fuck. They mark it to me, I do not do, mark of the beast. 
No mark of the beast, I can't get enough Pick up your hands and fight like a man or die by the gun Batman with a Batman, black man with a Gatlin Yuckin' and riding, I come like Bin Laden I smoke with Bin Laden, I'm plotting to get it Don't ask me no questions by none of my soldiers I probably done told you it's none of your business I'm fucking up good, cheapin' on my wood I make it feel good like physical business I know they don't like me, but if they invite me no chicken I'm probably gon' bring in the busy I'm never satisfied, deep with the rabbit I, I never gratify, I gotta get it Ten minutes over, leave me with dope I'm probably gon' tell her to pull out a titty Down like a janitor, any competitor, editors Dinner, 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 dinner. You ever seen a Bentley with a bullet hole? You ain't finna use it, what you pull it for? I, I don't give a fuck about what you give a fuck about Real nigga till I die and I don't drink no Guinness stout You be dick, rotten niggas like that shit gon' get you clout If I go to jail, you ain't gang if you don't get me out You ain't real, you a op, you can't listen to my shit Feds listen to my shit, ain't no snitching in my shit BLA, CK power, I devoured all of y'all Send my dog to the thing since he tossed the Molotov I'm so black, I won't pick the cotton out the Tylenol Had three chains around my neck, so I bought one for my dog, I'm so motherfucking raw that I will not fuck with y'all. Like Mutulu, I'm a soldier, middle finger to the law. I got tree up on my breath, I got heat up on my drawers. Real nigga till I die, I forsaken all of y'all. Catch these famous rappers lacking, then they gotta break us off. Catch these famous rappers lacking, then they gotta break us off. Yeah, ever seen a Bentley with a bullet hole? If you ain't going platinum, what you pulling for? Fuck y'all. You ever seen a Bentley?